When it comes to EVE Online, every player wants to know the most effective tactic available. You want to know the meta. The meta controls everything. It determines what will and will not happen. Knowing the meta will alter your views, make you question your reality. It might even make you laugh. And now, you're part of it. You're watching The Meta Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Meta Show. It is August 5th, 2023. It's 20.03 Eve time. And I am not Brisker Ball. As you can see here, I'm missing some of the hallmark characteristics of Brisker Ball. I don't have uh, nearly as much age in my features or uh, bitter uh, bitterness in my complexion. I don't know. Yes, it's true. Brisk isn't here. Brisk is on hiatus again. He has gone. Yeah, I don't know. He just leaves. Uh, sometimes he doesn't say where. He's very mysterious. What you don't know about this, he is very mysterious. He'll just say, oh, we're not doing a show next week. And you'll ask why, and he'll say, oh, I don't know. Sound quality sounds very 07. That, that, that's fair. I, just before we get into anything else, everybody, I just want you to know ahead of time, this is, uh, is going to be a little slapdash. I pray, I pray that you uh, want to, or rather pray that you uh, give me your patience. It probably will sound like dog shit for the most part. Um, I think it may be the crappy configuration, honestly. Either way, sounds better than Brisk's mic. Do you mic more power? I can give the mic more power. I don't know if you want that out of me, but here you go. Anyway, I am Mark Resurrectus, of course. Thank you for everybody being here. I appreciate you taking your time out of your Saturday to spend some time with us. With me, of course, are, is our longtime friend, uh, son of the Imperium himself, Kazanir, director of Goon Swarm, or Karma Fleet? You're karma fleet. Uh, I don't know what you do. Uh, all right, what? For sure. This is Kaz, and of course, uh, in, in a rare turn of events, never happened before, the same wormhole guest on two weeks in a row, Cyrus Kroosh of Singularity Syndicate here, back again, Uncle Cyrus. Hey, how you doing, buddy? You doing okay? You doing all right? I bet you, I bet you are. I bet you are. I uh I wrong mics like this. No, it, the mics are fine. Here, I can turn them up too. Both of you say something. See if this makes any sense. Okay, that sounds fine. All right. All right, we're gonna. We're, that's that's what we're gonna go with. I had to turn you down. Yeah, I know, but it's not that you can't hear. I think it's just down too low. There's I don't know how to change that. Sounds coming from you. Uh, from Discord. Discord, and it, it says it's peaking. It says it sounds fine. Cannot hear, I can't hear them, period, or they just sound quiet. Let me see. Zero, zero dead, period. Interesting. That's not right at all, actually, if you can believe it. Quiet and distant. All right, here's what we're going to do. Okay. Do this. We're gonna do this. Now both of you say something. No, they can't. I think they can now. Problem is that doesn't give you any uh, any push to talk. See, that's so weird. I don't know why this is doing that. <sighs> okay. Well, let's try this again this way. Give me one moment. Input output is fucked. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, why is that doing that? Let me see. Because your the audio says it's coming through, but it's not going up to them. You guys can hear me, right? That doesn't make any sense at all. 
Oh, you know what I bet it is? I know, I think I know what it is. Give me just one moment here. No, that's all right. Okay. Streamer settings. Audio track. Oh, that's why. Okay. I know what I've done. Hang on one moment. see. Yeah, this is right. I'm just going to do this. And we're going to do this. This is compelling television, by the way. Alright, now try it. See how that makes a difference. Hi, everybody. Wormhole Boogeyman here. <laughs> Alright, hey, we're doing, I'm doing product placement. Someone asked Thank about you. my cup. Thank Circle you. K still sells a, a Polar Pop version. Oh, thank God. They fucking fixed it. Okay. We're going to try to take a step back. We're going to go back to the the intro thing. Here, look. Intro video, intro video. Da, 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 da. Very compelling. Now we're back to the main screen. Hello again. It's me, Mark. Uh, I'm doing the show. Brisk isn't here. He fucked off. So now you get me and the boys today. Thank you. And it's going so well. It is going so well. Truly, truly so well. I am not using the wrong mic. Am I using the wrong mic? Let's find out. Uh, because I have I have two mics. You know what I bet it is? I know what it is. Uh, I actually probably am using the wrong mic because I plugged in a second... Um, a second... It is! Ah, okay. Now I'm using the right mic. This Discord, is, Discord yeah. is villainous. Yeah, it is. It's because I plugged in a second... Brisk has this wild thing where he has his second camera off to the side uh, because you can't do two cameras running... You can't run the same camera through two different outputs. So I can't be on uh, Ninja at the same time I'm on um, like the mainstream. So I had to split it up. So what I need to do here is... Let's do this. Go to... So what Mark is narrating, the, I think they still can't hear you. What Mark is narrating here is that he is a major screw-up, right? He just did not have anything correct when this was together. And since since you can't hear him, I can talk bad about him for oh, at least fuck. a few seconds yet, right? Uh, so, I mean, I think we should take a poll in the chat about Blue Loot, as a matter of fact. Whoa, was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't need to do anything like that. I just, oh, okay. They say they can hear yes, you Yes, now. now they can. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Radical idea. Make ESS pay on blue loot. Fuck. Okay. Everything's fine. This We're is going, so back. This is going exactly according to plan. Nothing is wrong. Thank you, chat, for being patient. Brisk is pinging me in Discord right now. He oh, is mocking He must me. be happy. Of course. Riot. <laughs> He's having a good time. Okay. Yeah. We've regained our composure. It's okay. Chat Chat has your back. They're saying clearly Brisk taught you everything you know about he audio. Did. Everything and nothing, if you can believe it. Okay, so we're here. We're doing the thing. This is the meta show. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. This is going to be a, kind of a weird one. Uh, there was a, a couple weird things that happened this week. Um, we're not going to stick around. You might say that. Yeah, I'd say that's probably pretty true. Uh, we've got, we're going to talk about some wormhole stuff. There's like why Cyrus is here. Uh, he's, you know, he's going to smug post a little bit, I'm sure. Uh, then Kaz is going to talk about his, his, you know, we're in the CSM season. People are making promises. People are talking about, oh, what I wouldn't do if I was just in the CSM so I could make all these, these grand plans. And we're going to talk about one of those grand plans among other things. So Amen. let's get started. Uh, first things first. I want to pop over to the browser window. I've got a browser window now. This is fascinating. I hope this screen works too. Uh, it it should. None of the none of the audio should be any different over here. Anyway, so yes, this is the browser screen. How exciting is this for me? Uh, CSM announced or CSM uh, is open now. I don't know if anybody noticed. You can now apply for CSM. This wasn't the case when we did the show last week. Uh, so go in, make sure you've done the thing. Brisk made a forum post the other day about the CSM applications. If you are running for CSM this year and you go to put your application in and you don't get the screen that says, thank you for submitting your application, you have not submitted your application. Uh, because the right. website that they used to do this was made in like 1995 and has not gotten any better since then. So uh, <laughs> it's not good. 
that's pretty much right. Yeah, so I look forward to seeing what new applicants. I'm sure we'll see some familiar faces. There are always some perennials, right? Uh, but I know I'm looking forward to see if someone has like new ideas about EVE Online this year. That'd be especially interesting to me, right? A year ago, uh, when we when we took office, uh, there was a lot of doldrums feeling uh, about the game, you might say. And I think things are are things seem different now than they did a year ago. But at the same time, a lot of people still do feel like the game is stuck in second or third gear in a way. And that's what I want to be talking about during the campaign well, season. Yeah, so I'm I mean, excited. Last year, we very much felt like we were like on the brink, right? I think we talked it a couple talked about it a couple times. We definitely felt like we were teetering on the edge. Uh sure. and we're maybe yeah. not we're maybe not on the edge right now, but we're pretty close. Uh I feel like still sometimes. So I think I think this summer is going better at least. I haven't seen the the PCU like going sort of in a long decline. Their mm-hmm. expansions have worked, but we also haven't climbed back up even into any of the territory and PCU count terms that we saw during the war or even before it, right? Yeah. Uh, so they have a, a recovery that is not complete yet, I think. Uh, although I, I imagine they're making decent money just due to the price hike, right? So we'll see. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so yes, CSM stuff is in. If you have any questions, go to the CCB's website. They've got all kinds of information about here. Dates, uh, how it's going to work. Remember, there are 12 candidates they're taking this year. We had a whole big thing about last week. Uh, Kaz and Brisk are not happy about those last two candidates. Uh, some people felt very strongly about them not being happy about that. Uh, it is certainly contentious, but it is what the world we live in. So uh, go check that. that. If you want to run for CSM, I re- people should run for CSM. It's fun. Uh, if nothing else, you get a lot of good experience. You meet a lot of cool people uh, and definitely get a chance to get your, your opinions and, and ideas out there. So uh, moving on, we also have, they released, or at least announced, a board game. Uh, this is being produced by Titan Forge. Uh, who I believe does a lot of similar kind of projects. Um, but yeah. They're a, a 3D printed mini shop originally, as I understand it, out of yeah. Poland. I didn't verify that too closely, but yeah. So they they've done they've been doing minis for a long time, and they made this plan. Apparently, I haven't read a lot about it yet, but I just see the picture right, and it's a plan for a e board game. But they're doing a Kickstarter to crowdfund it. Uh, and it looks awesome. It was announced at Gen Con this week. So yeah, I had some friends who were at Gen Con who uh, who got to hear them announce it, which is pretty cool. Uh, it looks like it's gonna be kind of neat. We've seen some stuff um, about it. You know, it, it, I don't. Know. I I know a lot of people in the. It's funny. Somebody mentioned the other day that the Eve community is kind of the perfect intersection of like people who are obsessed about really specific kind of games and people who are also obsessed about miniatures. Uh, so that's why we find a lot of, for example, for 40k, uh, aficionados in the Eve community, uh, present company, certainly not excluded there. Um, and stuff like this, uh, if they did Eve Lego sets, would be kind of cool. But, uh, again, just, this is one of those things I feel like is definitely going to scratch the itch for a lot of folks. Uh, so that's very cool. Uh, in, in, uh, terms of other things that were not quite so cool from this last week, Uh-oh. there was a bit of a, uh, situation and it started off with this. You could say that. Yeah, you could say that. I will say that. It started off with this. This was the new foundation day pack. Uh, this page has been edited slightly and we'll get to that here in a second from what it was originally, but they, because they're no longer, or at least they haven't been doing the, um, the you know events throughout the year um instead they released the pack which is perhaps a downgrade from the event uh so this is the amar foundation day pack uh, offered a bunch of cool stuff some skins uh these lava core skins are pretty cool um you know they also added you know they had plex involved you get some skill points get some robes uh all sorts of fun cool things uh, and they also included and this was interesting um, kind of the thing that really kind of brought the house down on this one was they they announced and they were going to include a booster. It was mm. called I can't even remember what, what they even called it. It was the wisdom of some wisdom of Gainock. Yes, that's the one uh, that you could only buy in this pack. Uh, the pack itself was like seventy dollars. Uh, you could only buy it in this pack, and it did have a pretty decent. Uh, boost to armor repair, energy turret damage, and max velocity uh, for two days, and you could not trade it. Now, Kaz and Cyrus, I, I, I know you. We've, we've. I think we've talked, touched on this briefly in the past before you and I. But why is what p- people have been throwing around the word 
golden ammo. What is right. golden ammo? Right. So this the term originates <clears throat> from an era when World of Tanks was popular, right? And there was literally golden ammo that you could buy that from the from the premium store, right? That you would buy with dollars, and you would have a certain amount of it, and you could load a certain amount of it into your tank in any given match. You would pick how much ammo to load of what type, and the gold ammo was was bought for money, right? And so there was a point many years ago when that was there was some talk about that or things like that being added to eve online uh back in 2011 and so the the world of tanks being popular at the time sort of turned that into the going term that we have for this any microtransaction that gives you an exclusive in-game advantage where you're paying real money for it originally right eve is already a, a pay to progress game in the sense where skill points get sold and you have this interaction with plex that exchanges between subscription time and in-game money, which is is a lot different than a lot of MMOs, right? But that 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 opportunity to get a unique bonus, a booster that you can't get anywhere else, just went right over the cliff into people being so mad, right? It's like uh, a grease fire almost. It was just stupendous. And I think a lot of that has to do too with the fact that it, I, you know, the booster itself, and we've, you know, I, I, I've spoken to a couple of people about this. The booster itself was fairly innocuous. It wasn't probably, you know, overly game breaking. I think uh, this Reddit post mentioned that it was three percent to damage, or sorry, four percent to damage, seven percent to armor repair, and three percent to max velocity, which is good. I mean, it's 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 a it strong, was it's strong. It was uniquely good in that slot, not by much. Right. right, and certainly not more in damage than I think the high-end Pyrolancy or whatever, um, but lasted, I think, a long time it was, but really the uniqueness of it in this pack that was a bundle, they just really screwed up. <laughs> and and people, you know, we, we, when you look at the when you look at the community's responses, uh, you know, you go down here and, and see the kind of things people have said about this, what it feels like is that people are less upset about the booster itself and more upset about what this, what the optics of this look like, right? Like, what does this mean? What is CCP trying to do? Right, and, sure. And so much... Logically. Of, yes. There's, we're, we're, they're EVE players. They, I mean, they're weaned on suspicion, mm-hmm. and then they they break their bread with betrayal yep. and, and go to adulthood via espionage, right? So, of course, they're suspicious. And we've seen CCP do things in the past that they either said that they have no interest in doing or perhaps have you know, said that they are going to try and stay away from the past. Selling skill points was one of those things. Uh, and they sure. now pretty blatantly just sell packs of skill points that people gobble up, uh, you know, myself among them. Absolutely, certainly. they do. Yeah. I mean, it, just the way it goes, uh, you know. If, if and I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm being too negative about that, right? That's a whole ecosystem, but I mm-hmm. think it's distinct in a way from a, a gameplay bonus. Yeah. A booster that's in a slot that, you know, everyone is competing on the same field with skill points, essentially. Well, the well, rules are the same. Anyway. And, and this too, and, and Cyrus, I'm curious about your opinion about this, because there's people always talk about how EVE is not a game that you can pay to win. Because so much of the game has less to do with whether or not your stuff is good, and whether or not you, the pilot, or you, the FC, or you, the fleet, are good. So why is it not necessarily so game-breaking for somebody to have a booster that increases your DPS, um, you know, given that there are, you know, so many other kind of boosters that could increase your DPS, right? Are you saying this booster specifically? I'm just saying in general. Like, what, why, why would some people not feel so, so anxious about this? Because people uh, look, some people look at this and say, like, oh, well, this is nothing. Because you still have to be good at the game, right? Uh, I think that's a very flawed argument i think it's really goes up in terms of context like sure if you're fighting 100 feroxes versus 100 feroxes uh no one is going to spend the money on such a booster because it doesn't make sense but mm-hmm. i mean for wormholes for example right back in, during the paladin era it, you already have groups like ours and laser hawks who are willing to pay through the nose for absolutely bleeding edge ships i wouldn't put it past people in either org to I mean, I don't know how much the pack was, but if they have to pay, you know, an extra 10 bucks to make sure that uh, the entire fleet is doing an extra, I don't know, 4% DPS, Mm -hmm. when the fleet is doing 40k DPS, an extra 4% makes a big difference. Um, And I wouldn't put it past, you know, smaller PvP groups to do that. At that point, it isn't skill. It's literally, you know, who has the 
bigger checkbook. Right. And uh, right, yeah. that really sucks. Yeah, CCP no, is big on Eve being cruel but fair, mm-hmm. right? They are they're big on that. They they try and say that all over the place, uh, and they know that this sort of thing undermines that. Um, and, and it, it it really would, right? Right now, CCP has an established product line. They sell subscriptions. They sell these packs with cosmetics. They sell skill points, right? But basically, everything is some composite of that. The product line's pretty established. You know what you're paying for. You know where the track is that you can pay for. And the gameplay is separate. And that, that needs to be kept that way because otherwise, all of your gameplay is at risk to some marketing guy who wants to make a sale that week or that month. And you don't know what the rules are anymore. And that's just, that's not okay, yeah. right? So they know they screwed up. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, so quite a week. It, it is interesting that you bring that up too, because the one of the other questions that got brought up in the aftermath of this, and if you go through both of these two threads that I had up here, uh, you'll see, you know, a lot of this. And the question becomes, Casimir, why didn't the CSM do anything about this? What are we? What are we paying these people to do over there? Like, I what? forgot what they told us. We can say we didn't hear anything, right? We did not. We did not hear right. anything. Uh, and there's not a, in terms of what actually happened behind the scenes, you're never going to find out what happened. Um, you know, I think we only know kind of the bare minimum. And of course, we're sworn to secrecy. Uh, but we did not know. And we have complained uh, plenty of time publicly in the past. Brisk, this is a very brisk Rubal question. I feel I'm channeling his energy right now because he would have a lot of things to say about, well, CCP didn't let us know about this. Why are we taking this on the chin? We didn't know anything about it. Like, why is this our problem? Uh, and that's true. It sucks. People, you know, expect us to be able to respond to these kind of things and, you know, head them off. And when you don't know about them before time and you find out the day of, you find out when people start talking about them in Discord, that's annoying. That 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 sucks pretty bad. Uh, but what that did give us a, a golden opportunity to do is express or express our disinterest in this booster specifically. And, you know, communicate the community's rage, which we did. Uh, and you can see pretty quickly they released, this was CCP Arcade uh, just a couple days ago, uh, two days ago. Uh, came back and uh, said, whoops, sorry, uh, we agree here. We, we agree what this is. And, you know, CCP Arcade did a good job of putting this in a in a fairly diplomatic context. But I love the wording here. After listening to community feedback and consulting the CSM, we agree that the booster's exclusivity tipped the balance unfavorably. Uh, This was not our intention, and we appreciate the passionate feedback we've received from you. Passionate is a great word for what that was. uh, Because, (laughs) well, it's certainly a word for what that was. uh, Because from my point of view, it seemed pretty dramatic. Uh, There were talks of people review bombing Eve online on steam. There were people talks of people, uh, staging walkouts of, of shooting the structures in Jita again. Uh, sounds, sounds toxic. Who would riot over a video game? Who, who does would, that? Who would riot over a video game? Eve online players are so special in this way. I think, uh, certainly where, sometimes we've thought it was necessary uh, over the years. Right. And I was, I was playing for Incarna as a matter yeah. of fact, that's part of my, my DNA was living that. Uh, that was a much different time, though, right? Um, at the time, microtransactions were new. Freemium was new, in yeah. a way, to the whole ecosystem of video gaming, right? I'm not talking about for EVE Online. And so it felt like we were in a, a sort of war, whereas now <clears throat> we've had we've had a lot of these fights with CCP. They know where the line is, as a matter of fact. And I think here, I, I won't go to bat for them and say they stepped over it by accident, they clearly were willing to, once they realized they had done so again, go scoot right, right back to the other side very quickly, which I think that's a positive development at any rate. Um, it is. It is. And, and, and I, the, yeah, the, I think the more, um, let's call it the more uh, disenfranchised among us will feel like this is just another instance of CCP testing the water, towing the line, seeing where it is, because one of these days the players aren't going to have this kind of response and the CSM aren't going to be so uh, aggressive in our response. 
And then they're going to say, oh, okay, well, we can do one, this. One of those comments just landed in chat as you were as you were saying it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, you know, and that is, I feel like, a, a, a cert, certainly a valid concern. I don't know if it is an accurate concern. I, you know, I can't speak for the motivations of the, the good people at CCP. I, you know. I, you know, our, our exposure to those kind of conversations, I feel like are limited. And even if they were, I can't tell you about all that shit, but I do feel like this is one of those things that the, you know, the, they, they build so much goodwill doing things that are, you know, clever and smart and cool and releasing new ships and updating, you know, they just had the faction warfare rebalance the other day. That was great. Uh, you know, something that the faction warfare community has asked for for a long time and they earn all this goodwill. And then they do something stupid like this or like the million pugs thing or like any of the crypto bullshit. Like they, it does feel like, you know, riding the CCP roller coaster is just that it's a roller coaster because you'll have great days and then you have days where you wake up and your DMs are like full of people asking, what are they doing? Uh, I'm so I'm so not excited for Brisk to retire because my DMs are peaceful. Yeah. Uh. Like the Ocean Pacific right now. It's like there's nobody because he's, he's way more well known. It's awesome. But I just foresee in a month and a half Give that that might change. But I guess I'm getting ahead of myself, right? I shouldn't I shouldn't assume I'll get reelected. I think we I think that's probably a safe assessment of the situation. Uh, we're going to push the vote. And we're going to do turnout. Speaking of Brisk Rubal, uh, <laughs> thankfully Brisk was right on it uh, to come out and let make sure everybody knew um, one last ride. One last ride to make sure everybody knows that you are welcome, Eve Online player base. I, Brisk Rubal, have come down again from the heavens, descended to your mortal plane, and I'm here to deliver you from this injustice done to you and your community. You are welcome. Thank you, Brisk. I love that he didn't. He <laughs> needs to learn to Reddit and post to n slash t in that thread, right? Yes, yes. Just he, amazing. He was. Uh, very active in this thread. I'm not going to, this one got kind of, kind of naughty as well. So I'm not going to get too deep into it, but, uh, this at least for the moment seems to be behind us. Uh, I, I would suggest that everybody continue to read the blog posts and, you know, be always vigilant, always vigilant. Uh, but we, we're going to move on. We, I usually have a, there's a splash screen. Uh, I forgot to set it up, but this is just the, this is the wormhole thing. We're going to do wormhole things for a minute. I'm a wormholer. Cyrus is a wormholer. This yeah. is a crazy turn for this show. I know. Can you keep all of your viewers? I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm watching that number. We've been steadily creeping up. I'm pretty excited about that. The fact all that right. people haven't didn't leave all of you after the first five minutes of this thing uh, is incredible. So Cyrus, Cyrus, let's yes. go back to let's go back to the main screen for a second. We're gonna come back over here. This is a comfortable screen to be on. You can see everybody's faces is nice and big. We're gonna go back to the browser screen here in a moment. So Cyrus, let's talk about farming. What okay. what are farms? What what are farms? People talk a lot about how wormholers make money. They talk about blue loot. These are all keywords, buzzwords that people use to describe the wormhole ecosystem. But a lot of people don't know where blue loot comes from. So tell us a little bit. What is a farm? What is blue loot? What are sleepers? What is, what what does this all mean? Uh, by, I'm so ready for this. We can just go way over time if we get a Hell wormhole yes. primer on this show. I'm Let's ready. do it. Sure. So a farm is just basically any system in wormholes that you use to make ISK. Um, typically, they're set up in either C5 or C6 space, just because the rats there are worth the most. Mm. Um, the way you make money is you kill the rats. They drop something called blue loot, which is sort of like you can think of those uh, overseer effects when you're running DDs. Yep. Uh, you collect those, you can take them to any NPC buy order in K space, you sell them, and that's how you make money. Um, typically, uh, people are either ratting in Marauders and, or they use Dreads. Uh, marauders are definitely the newer thing to use to run sites. Back in the day, everybody used Dreads because they were just the most efficient way to get it done. But mm -hmm. because of the amount of DPS Marauders used, people have uh, started using Marauders more. Right. So and, and, and capitals are no longer required, right? When I, I, I did some C5, and we'll talk about this. 
back in the day, and it was you had to bring a couple of dreads and a couple of carriers to get the max payout. But that's no longer the case at all, right? You can just you can bring whatever, as I understand it, if you can run the site. Yeah, so back in the day, the way it worked is you had your base site, and then every capital you brought in would bring in a reinforcement wave. And that reinforcement wave would be worth a certain amount, a few hundred million-esque. Right. Now, instead, what they do is bringing a single type of cap will bring a single reinforcement wave. That isn't really worth much. Um, and that was more as a way to slow down the speed at which dreads uh, completed sites in comparison to subcaps. Um, but yeah, you don't need capitals to get the max payout. Like bringing in capital is going to give you an extra 60 mil a site. Not yeah. worth it. Well, right, and yeah. and capitals, dreads specifically, are limited to by how many cycles you can run, right? It's not, you're not limited so much by, and I, I suppose this is the same with marauders. Marauders are limited by the bastion timer, but the bastion timer is only a minute. So every increment of one minute, you can finish a site. Whereas with dreads, it's every five. So you are locked in a site for five minutes. If you finish the site in five minutes, great. If you finish the site in six minutes, it's no better than finishing it in nine. Correct? Correct, yeah. So so you would say, now, now do people live in these farms? Do they, do they work out of there? Do they, they, they do things out of there? Are they just... just there's, there's some people uh, in every organization who just live the crap. Those pincers on those hands are mm. made of uh, adamantium, and oh, yeah. they spend all their time in their farm holes. But Typically, most people just use their farms to make their risk, you know, spend a few hours a week in there and then spend the rest of their time in, you know, I, if they're a null sector, they'll spend their time in staging or if they're a wormholder, they'll spend time in their home just looking for something else to do. Right. But they're typically leaving a few characters in the farm hole to live there, right? They're not finding their way back to it. It's maintained, basically. Or are you yeah. often rolling your way back into a farm hole? Well, if you're rolling your way back in, you're you're definitely doing it wrong. Uh, most <laughs> okay, people yeah, will yeah. leave a scanner or two. Uh, a lot of people will have dedicated farm alts that'll just stay there, so that okay. you know when they want to crab, they just log on over to their farm alts, prep the hole, and start crabbing. Mm -hmm. But they... Uh, most people won't keep their mains in there. They just keep a scanner and at most crabbing characters. Okay. So you would say these are valuable targets then. If you were, let's say that you were an enterprising uh, group who were wanted to go out and uh, cause a little bit of a space ruckus. These, these, these farms uh, might be now. Now here's a question. Why don't people, it, it, let's say you did want to cause a space ruckus. Uh, a farm you said has marauders, might have a couple dreads, certainly could, would not be more than some people have in their home systems, right? So why not just go for the home systems? That's where all the money's at, right? Well, for a few reasons. One, the ships used to crab, they're, you know, they're easy gank targets, right? Because most people don't have, they only have enough characters to run the sites, maybe a character or two to salvage or pick up the loot. Uh, but otherwise, they're a fairly easy gank. Uh, that's for the PvP aspect. For mm -hmm. the more metagame aspect, you can think of harassing and camping farms in a similar sense as you could think of cloaky camping in Nullsec, mm -hmm. right? If there's someone camping your farm, um, it can be very dangerous to crab in there. Some people can prepare for it and try and fight off anything that a cloaky camper could bring. Some people can't. They got to either find another way to crab or they got to log off for a bit until the camper gets bored and moves on. Good deal. So I have one more question for you, Cyrus, and this is this is going to be relevant shortly. Uh, right now, just you know, it is a question because people talk. You know, people ask questions about the the you know the the the, the terminology, right? The words that we use to describe things. Cyrus, what is a bonus wave? So it's kind of a play on words uh, to or play on the mechanics of mm -hmm. wormhole sites. So as Kazmir was saying back in the day, every time you warped a new dread into or a new cap into a site, you would get an escalation wave or another wave. Uh, the terminology that's come up in wormholes is uh, when people drop on you with dreads, that's another bonus wave or a bonus escalation. Uh, <laughs> and hopefully your crab ships are uh, up to snuff so that they can uh, fight off the extra rats that just landed. Agreed. So let's go back for just a moment. We're going to go I back. feel a battle report coming on. Yeah, it's funny how that works. Right? We're going to go back to the browser screen. I love this screen. This is so much fun. So, 
Cyrus, let's let's briefly talk about this. Now, this was a this is a battle report from four months ago, and I'm curious to get your thoughts because I do see on one side we have Singularity Syndicate, uh, and uh, I assume this is a holding associate a holding group, Cindy Associates, and on the other side we have a group from Odin's Call. Now, even the Nullseckers probably know who Odin's Call are, but in for those who don't. Uh, Odin's is a group that lives in a C2 Nullsec C5. Uh, if you've ever seen Odin's call ships ganking your ratters, uh, or gank- never, never heard of that happening before yes, in my life, ganking your Rorquals, ganking your mining fleets in general, uh, chances are pretty good. They're, they're very good at what they do. Uh, they are very good at what they do. They have a, they've been doing this thing for a long time and they're a pretty big group. So, I do notice here a a situation. So I see that there were some some Cindy Nagelfars. Um, I see one of them ha- shares your character's last name, uh, and then I see on the other side there is a dread. So what's what what is what happened here, Cyrus? Because I see three dreads dying to one. That feels like a lot. What's going on? So uh, like I was saying uh, when. Uh... When someone wants to gank your ships, they'll uh, typically drop a bonus wave or a dread. So in this BR here, I was crabbing with those nags. Crab fits are a little bit differently fit than PvP dreads. So uh, that Zernitra landed and uh, starting, started gunning down my nags in the street. So uh, logged in some phoenixes and saw if I could take out the, uh, the, the bonus wave. And he did. And you did. You did kill this Zernitra. I'm so curious about how that Amar control tower ends up on the report, but maybe <laughs> it's a red herring to the entire story. I don't know. That's a good question. Was that just elsewhere in the system? It was probably not at the same time, right? Got it was afterwards. Yeah. Okay, okay. So we see some nags die. We see the Zern dies afterwards. This is this is a thing that groups do in wormhole space. Is that, that fair to say? People will will drop dreads on you uh, if they think that you have a juicy target. Uh, and, and you can see in this battle report that um, while not, you know, it didn't, it didn't quite end up quite as balanced, uh, I'd say it's probably not quite 50 to 50 of these. Uh, oh, maybe it is. I don't, these dreads can't just be like six build dreads, right? Who got the loot? Unfortunately, the Zernitra got the loot. Uh, yeah. Not seen on the BRs. Uh, the Zernitra had a support fleet of some Vargers and some DST, or not DSTs, blockade runners, and uh, okay. it's really hard to kill blockade runners with dreads. Oh, so. absolutely. Yeah. So we, you know, we see this. We see this. This. This happens. This is an, an occurrence. Uh, you know, these 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 poor nags shot down in the street, gunned down before their time by the mean old Mister Zernitra, uh, which is you know tragic. Uh, but we assume a one-off. However, Cyrus, it seems like it kind of happened again. And this is just a couple days ago. And I'm curious what... Now, there are Mr. a lot... Mr. Resurrectus, this feels mean. You bring him on the meta show and... <laughs> I am, I am. Listen, this... Get him this, over the head with old has, BRs. This is amazing. No, this is not an old BR. This BR is from nine days ago. And I, Okay, okay. This, Please this continue. story has a plot, I promise. So we see again... We see some nag, some NFIs, very strong ships. We see a Phoenix. Uh, and then we see on the other side, we see they brought three this time. That being a Phoenix, a Zernitra, and a Bane, a Lancer Dreadnought. Wow. So what, what happened here? I've heard, that's a, I've heard that's the worst one, so this I, is going to be great. I, I've also heard it's the worst one. Uh, so what, what happened here, Cyrus? So uh, same guy. Uh, I guess he uh, did, wanted to go again. You know, He saw that I killed him. He's like, all right, fair play. Let's go at it again. He uh, got some more help, brought in some more dudes, got some more dreads. I uh, was crabbing one day. He dropped on me, tried to respond, but unfortunately, uh, his help was too much. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't get the what is it called the uh, the dreads on grid to try and fight his bonus wave, and uh, he managed to gun down my uh, my poor crab dreads in the street and again moonwalk off up? into the sunset. I'm looking. You upgraded to Nagelfar fleets, and it didn't help at all. <laughs> no, the uh, unfortunately the way uh, one is the wormhole I'm in that I'm crabbing in is a magnetar, so every ship in there gets a hundred percent. As one does. Yeah, so every ship in there gets a hundred percent bonus to DPS. So that Zern was doing something like 
50, 60 K DPS that Phoenix there is doing another 30 that Bane is probably doing another 20 and crab treads, unfortunately are not built to take that kind of punishment. So no, no they're not. So they kind of I mean, just exploded. These days, even super carriers are not built for that kind of punishment. So I feel your pain, right? So, so we've looked, we've looked at a couple of BRs and I'm, and I'm, I want to take a step back because there's a bigger story. I feel like at play here that people might not know what, what's going on. So this is clearly now this is a, an, an, an attack on you, on your group um, by, by this individual. Was there any kind of, of communication back and forth between um, you know, your guys and, and their guys just try and say, hey, what's going on? Like, what's the situation here? Uh, or Well, I mean, this stuff has been happening on and off for about a year. And um, Odin's is not a group that really uses dreads for crabbing. They most, mostly use subcaps. So, mm-hmm. you know, the typical response back in the days, you know, this happens to you, you do it right back to them. And mm-hmm. it would go back and forth. But dreads really aren't that popular anymore. So, uh, so instead... Can- if you go can't ahead. go after their, and this is, I, I'm, I'm sure you're about to get here. If you can't go after their dreads, if they don't have dreads out to get to to kill, what is the next? I love best, this part. What, what is the next best step, Cyrus? You uh, evict farms. If you can't kill the crabs, kill the crabs home. What? Whoa! Whoa! I have another slide pulled up. This is incredible. Uh, so wow, a couple forts died, and we see a bunch of different groups involved here. What is this? Why did this happen? How has this occurred? Well, our uh, line of reasoning or our line of retaliation has always been you bonus wave us once, you lose a farm. Um, and like I said, on and off, it's been happening for about a year. We would get bonus waved by Odin's. We would subtract another farm. it go back and forth. Nothing happened for a few months. So we were like, okay, I guess, you know, they've moved on. They had their fun. Bonus waved us a few times. They took a few hits on the chin. But uh, then it happened again, so we said, fuck it. Let's just delete all of them. Delete all the farms. They get nothing. And uh, that's where we are now. Asked a few groups, hey, you want a farm? Because one's about to be vacant. Uh, That's what these BRs are. Wow. So this seems a pretty dramatic uh, event. Now, I'm curious, you know, because I know how many farms my group has. It's not very many. You know, we're, we're no laser hawks. We don't have fields and fields full of farms uh, to to scoop up that, that delicious blue loot. What happens in your mind if this if this continues, if they continue this this line of action, which uh, to be fair, I want to be clear, I think dropping dreads on people is extremely gangster. Uh, I'm a big fan, longtime proponent of dreads uh, in many different contexts, have lost and used them myself on many different occasions. Big fan of that. Uh, even dropping dreads on dreads, very cool. Uh, that being said, as is the case with so many things in EVE Online, uh, if you fuck around, eventually you probably will find out. So my question is for you, Cyrus. Seeing all this activity, all this violence, this this want, these poor dreads gunned down in the street, these this 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 nag on or zern on nag violence. What happens when they run out of farms to kill? Well, I mean, you just find another way to make their life annoying, right? Like. Uh... I mean, fair play, right? There's This is wormhole space. There's mm. no rules. It's the law of the jungle. True. And uh, if people want to drop dreads on you, that's something you just have to contend with. But that also means that uh, you can't just uh, let them get away with it. That's yeah. just rude. So you got to think of ways. What's the next best way to make their life hell? You know, And there's lots of ways you could do that. You could... For example, you could put a scanner in their home. And, you know, as you know, Odin's call is a 205 wormhole corp. They're going to go out there and sick very often to go do some PvP. Uh, sometimes the, a lot of people will go out to PvP. It would be a shame if when they come and return, there's a covert ops sino going up as the ships are landing on their wormhole. And, you know, 40 ships come through and are getting ready to beat the face in on all those ships. Or, you know, it would be a shame if they go out into Nullsec and then all of a sudden their Nullsec wormhole is gone when they weren't looking. So there's lots of ways you can I make enjoy. somebody... Uh, I so Feel. enjoy when that happens. Isn't it funny? Isn't it yes. funny? Well, I, for one, am uh, looking forward to seeing how this progresses. I'm sure this Mr. Zernman will be back in action. He is a dedicated individual. He is a talented pilot and certainly has uh, has scored plenty of great kills on his own. 
Um, and we'll see how this goes. Looking forward to that. So thank you, Cyrus, for this wormhole update. We'll keep an eye on this one as the story progresses. Now, back over to the main screen for our final topic of discussion today. Uh, I can't believe it's already 447 over here. The time has just blown by. Kazanir, I have a question hey, for you. So, hey, baby. The... We've talked. We talked earlier today about how we're in the CSM times. These are the CSM times, uh, and over the next couple right. of weeks, uh, a lot of people are going to be making a lot of promises, and they're going to be saying a lot of different things about the game, about CCP, about the player base, about what they would like to see change or say the same going into the future. Uh, and everybody has this is this is the time for strong opinions. Everybody's always got something they want to say. During these times, so I'm curious, Brent, from your point of view, uh, you know, you've been you've been doing this a long time. The goons, all these goons who watch the show, know who you are. Um, and for the for the folks who don't, what? How long have you been playing Eve Online? I mean, I assume it's been a minute. So I I started uh, really serious officially. I I checked out the game like in 2007, I think it was. Mm -hmm. Didn't really get seriously into it. But in 2010, took a group of World of Warcraft refugees uh, from the Elias Jerks forums and joined up with a, a down-on-their-luck goon swarm and ended up being the Jump Raider guy and eventually the Moon Spreadsheet guy for the CFC up until about 2015, right after BTEC R5. Mm -hmm. So that whole Dominion period I was pretty active for. And then not again until during the pandemic, right after Enho, uh, as the war was progressing in October, came back to play uh, and help with finance and paper pushing stuff in Goon Swarm at that time. Mm -hmm. So I have this weird sort of break in my Eve career. And, and really, I feel like in my earlier half of my Eve career, barely learned to play half of the game. I was so busy with certain aspects of it, right? right. So this has been a really interesting experience. So I'm curious, uh, from your point of view, you are, um, you're an old guy, have been an old guy. I know you've dabbled yeah. in, in playing of right, places, yeah, I mean, but came through the Torinos gate straight into EC tech, right? Mm -hmm. Not a low sex system involved, right? You know, so my, my, the question is, and this is what is why this comes up is because during the CSM race, a lot of talk is going to happen about what the balance should be like where CCP's focus should be. Um, because you know, the, the majority of players who play Eve online, uh, are in high sec. Uh, however, some of the, the majority of the most active players, I feel like this is probably not a stretch to say, live in Nullsec, uh, then right. Lowsec and Wormholes after that. So Certainly that's how the, the CSM results make it look year in and year out, is that they're at the very least more organized, if at least, if not outright more numerous. Well, and yeah. certainly certainly more organized. I mean, the, you know, you're, you, you are, it is so much easier to get so many people to vote for a single candidate uh, in Nullsec where you have these structures of power, uh, and influence that you know are not just in-game structures. You have groups that run, uh, you know, these these large media networks. You have, I mean, we're on one of those media networks. This is this is the Imperium News. The Imperium. You control the horizontal and the vertical. Exactly. You so can't stop the signal. Yep. It is. It is. There are. You know, people are going to ask a lot of questions about where where the balance should be. Who who should benefit the most from CCP's attention? What needs to happen to the game to make it more compelling for more players? Um, and I, I'm curious, because you, you and I have spoken about this a little bit recently, uh, and you have an approach I think is unique, because perhaps the question is not so much who needs the most attention, but what can we do from the ground up in terms of CCP's overall strategy to benefit the most possible people. And I'm curious, uh, uh, Kaz, what would you, what is the triangle? <laughs> yes. Mark is spoiling me, right? I had a vision. I spoke to the whelp gods, right? The, the worm holders know him as Bob. Yeah. And he true. showed me the true form of Eve online and lo, it was in the, the shape of a triangle. Uh, so what, this is a long story. I went, when I got this job, I went back and read the entire patch notes but I did it in reverse order, right? I started with where we were and found each set and went back until I got all the way to the first expansions, to the Exodus, which had a couple of follow-ups. Uh, and it was really stupendous, actually. That was the, the vision moment, just opening the Exodus patch notes, and there it is. It talks about adding the moon system for the first time and adding POS 
and adding Tech 2, right? And talks about what Tech 2 is. It's all right there, right? It was like a, an archaeological document almost. Mm. It was crazy. I think for that one, I might have had to go to the Wayback Machine. There were a couple of those, right? Um, so my... My overall take is that CCP succeeded almost by accident with this game at building something that can last a very long time. And that's really hard in MMOs, right? MMOs almost always need a ton of content to keep going for a really long time. There are probably a few people listening who have played World of Warcraft. They've been doing expansions steady and selling them and have a new content patch where all of your gear just doesn't matter anymore. And this is a common thread across MMOs everywhere, right? Uh, Destiny is another popular one where your your gear in six months is not going to matter. And EVE isn't like that. The stuff that I did five years ago matters today, right? <laughs> the, the Titans that were built... 10 years ago could matter today if they haven't died. So it's a much, much different sort of promise that they have made. And yet the game is still not, I wouldn't say thriving, but it's still alive. We're still here, right? Still here. Uh, it has proven resilient, more resilient than a lot of people I think expected. So what was, what actually happened? And I tried to figure out what had actually, what was the secret to that and what needed to happen to fix where we were a year ago, right? When we took power, Things were in the doldrums, very much so. No one was happy. It felt like the PC was going to fall off a cliff. But at the same time, that had come on the back of two years of scarcity, and they were trying to, what they saw as, fix the excesses of the, the previous period of EVE Online, work walls online, as it's commonly termed, right? Some people say prosperity or whatever. So I, tr I tried to think about what is necessary and, and what kept the game in balance before that, and I realized that the problem they had with that with the Rorqualls online era was not only that, that the Rorqualls were too good, but it was that they basically lost an entire play style of the game. And it's one that we, as goons, often ended up fighting against over the, the cycle of Eve's history, and I'll talk a little about that, right? But they essentially lost the play style of the Conqueror that was going to just conquer as much space as they could and sit on it and try and defend it from anyone that would take it from them and be able to extract value from that. And the reason that happened is because they had that system by accident, and they had it because they had this passive moon system where you would conquer the moon. That was deliberate, right? But then, a couple years after that, Band of Brothers invented renting, something that, that Goonswarm obviously hates. It's a terrible mechanic. And what it does is take all of the, the space you have and convert it to passive income. It says, these other, these other guys will do it for me. <laughs> And I'll just take the money, and all I have to do is make sure that I can keep the space for them. If I make sure that their infrastructure is defended, mm -hmm. then what actually happens to them in the space doesn't matter. That's that's renting. That's why it worked, was because it fit with this playstyle model. Uh, even though it's not actually very good, I think, for the game. But for a long period of time, renting was the only way you got into Nelsec if you didn't have the right skill points or join the original goon fleet or join the Russians, right? Back in 2006, that was it. You know, uh, every it was hard to get into Nelsec. Um, so over over time, this got broken, right? It started, I really think, with Aegis was the first thing. They All of a sudden, they had a SAV system that required you to be in multiple solar systems at the same time. Suddenly, your small fleet of super capitals couldn't just take a fight against three or 400 people. Right. That was a thing that was common in 2011. I, I remember a dozen times Lazarus Tellraven saying to me, we, can, we just can't do anything about these 40 Titans. Right. Um, that And so that continued, though, with uh, especially with Lifeblood, with passive moons being just removed in favor of fracture moons. That was a big chunk. Right. But also over time, the value of renting has decreased because there are other ways to get into into the game and get powerful. You can go to wormholes, you can go to Pockvin, you can do abyssals, all this stuff that doesn't require you to actually conquer space. Mm. So, uh, but that that the the interplay of those things of having the ability to conquer space and sit on it for money, but then have larger groups that wanted that space so that they could farm it right and <laughs> and actually crab there. That was an interaction that drove just huge pieces of Eve's history, right? You see it as far back as the very first book, where the Great War was originally driven by this. You had Band of Brothers holding basically half of the map. They had, I think, all the way from Fountain all the way over to the south, right? All the way into the Deterred Cluster. Mm -hmm. But almost all of that space was rented. It was called the Greater Band of Brothers Coalition. 
And that's this is what the Great War was over, was how much of their renter space can Band of Brothers defend from sent from goons and later the coalition that would throw them out. And it turned out the answer was not enough. Right. That, that cycle is something that, that CCP can, I think, get back by actually building out mechanics that will help what I call red team, right? The conqueror team, right? I refer to them as the red team and us as blue team, us meaning that the settlers, the people who have crabs, you know, we just want to farm the space and we'll pack a bunch of people into it if we have to. Right. These things are also not uh, exclusive. They don't have to be juxtaposed in a way that you just have to pick, right? CCP can have interlocking mechanics on a spectrum here. But really what I've been telling them is that I want them to believe in Nelsec again as this engine that can deliver that to the game like it did for so many years, but also to rebuild essentially a missing play style. Sure. So when so Mark asks, I, I, he started with a question I haven't answered yet, what is the triangle? And I envision it, it as these two play styles of Settler and Conqueror essentially competing with each other that's the cycle that drives the the uh struggle over the map mm-hmm. and then at the bottom you have the raider playstyle who doesn't want to own anything they don't they don't want to hold space they don't want to own a citadel they just want to attack stuff sure. right and that is that can keep the other two in balance and this is very well developed in eve for us for people who have crabs out in space hunting and whaling is a, a you know has been around for a long time it could use a little love uh, but we've seen all that before. So when when Mark asks about the triangle, that's what I'm talking about is essentially the idea that CCP can get some of their mojo back by more directly addressing playstyles that have been lost or damaged almost by accident. They didn't have a name. CCP sure. hasn't fleshed them out. So, uh, um, But I think there's a way of comprehending different ways of playing at the game because what that does is it gives different groups an interest in the same space that is not actually the same interest, right? They might value that same star system differently, and that creates a whole range of possibilities. Sure. Now, I I, I don't want to get too deep into the the, the mechanics of, of what you're proposing because I have seen your document. I have glimpsed the triangle. Sure. It is comprehensive, and I know we spoke about this just the Thank other day. Thank you. It is comprehensive. There, there are so many ideas in there that we cannot do it justice in the you know five minutes we have left. Uh, but I do have a question that I feel like is something that CCP will... This is the kind of question CCP would ask. Maybe not ask externally, but they would certainly ask themselves you know, within the CCP sphere. The kind of question that would... you know, Because they want to know, in general, what, what is this going to... You know, what, what, will, what will the players do with this, right? Is this something that is actually going to drive people back to the game? Um, now, you know, we not speaking anything about any of the conversations that we've had with CCP, this mantra is made pretty apparent with the Faction Warfare update. Uh, it would have been very easy for them to let Faction Warfare just kind of languish for a while, uh, but they didn't. They committed an entire expansion to it, um, you know, it, with whatever, you know, is left as, and another big patch afterwards. Uh, right, yeah, and clearly, substantial updates even following, yeah, absolutely. Correct. So they clearly give a shit about you know, things that the players want, things that players, you know, what will bring players either to the game for the first time, which they've spent a lot of time and a lot of manpower on the new player experience for better or worse. Um, I think probably for better. Uh, The new player experience is pretty robust at this point. It's slick now. It is very slick. Yeah. Um, But, you know, there's also always the question of what is this going to do for players who want to come back? And when, when I talk, you know, one of the things I talk about as a CSM for wormhole space is that the, the thing that makes me the most excited is when people who have stopped playing the game start talking about wanting to play the game again for one reason or another. It doesn't have to be the same reason. There could be nothing I have yeah. anything to do with. But when people Absolutely. start when people start talking about wanting to come back and wanting to invest their time back in the game, wanting to be with the homies, right? That like just that just gets the blood flowing. That really does it for me. So my question for my you black is black card is growing a size just thinking about it. Exactly. My question for you is is this the kind of thing? Because we know that Nullsec as a as a as an ecosystem, as a as a full unit, uh, was damaged over the last couple of years by scarcity. It was damaged, you know, despite how much of a gangster move it was at the time to pull that one out. Uh, certainly was damaged by blackout, uh, and that there is a perhaps a whole generation of little Null babies who feel like they have been left behind. And they've either stopped playing the game or don't play the game as frequently. Um, and I guess my question for you is, what does this do to address their concerns? 
do you feel like there is a player base out there in waiting that just wants to come back and is waiting for the the the, the right conditions to make that happen? You know, what a question. Hmm. Honestly, I have dreamed of an Eve that has its 50,000 PCU again so many times. It's so hard. Yeah. Um, I miss those days, right? I think that something like this is the solution because the, the effect that I'm going for, the thing that I would love to end my time on the CSM saying is that I have destroyed the floodplains effect, that there is no piece of Nelsex space that is without value, right? So no piece that someone is ignoring because it just doesn't matter, right? And I think if you achieve that somehow, Right, I think that's the key of the interlocking red and blue team is that their alternating mechanics give you a system by which every piece of space can always have something happening. Right, Even if red team's not home, gold team will be coming after them to steal their stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, If blue team has a floodplain, red team is interested in taking it Right, because they'll just put some passive mining thing up and, and get as much value as they can. This interaction between playstyles that are different can be self-balancing, right? You could have a nullsec that right now no one wants to add space to, right? When I talked on a different show that I won't name about adding nullsec space, people looked at me like bug-eyed, like I was crazy. And it makes sense because so much of it is empty, right? But I want to find a way where both the current player base can take the 3,200 nullsec systems we have and make something of them, but also that that amount of systems could accommodate a 50k or a 70k or a 90k PCU, mm. and it will look much different, but also be self-balancing as different groups find different sizes and try to work out what the optimal balance is, right? I, I mentioned that right now, these decisions are sort of easy for me. We don't rent because we hate renting. It's a shitty mechanic. We dislike it, right? It's stink. We don't want to do that to people. We think making them our, our core V indentured labor just sucks. We would never do that because that's not who we are. But that is, in game design terms, that's bad. <laughs> I should have to decide for my space, how much of this do I want to farm? How much of this do I want to make more defensible? How much of this do I want to just extract because I can't farm it? CCP is missing so many of those choices, right? So I want them to believe in the possibility of Nullsec doing that again by understanding how it got there in the first place and rebuilding this stuff more deliberately. Certainly. Right. So yeah, I ha- I have thought about it and hoped. I don't want to make any promises, but yeah, if I could if I you know, I'm gonna run for re election. Uh Angry Mustache is running with me. Uh and if if we get through our our terms and hopefully we'll we'll do another two years, we'll see how that goes. But if by the end I can say that the floodplains effect is dead and that every piece of Nelsex space has value and that something is happening there, it's relevant to someone or to many people, that would that's that's my goal. Right. Well and you know, just to, to, to bring this all back around and, and point it back towards your triangle, when thing I feel like the people get this idea that Eve is singular. That Eve is a single kind of game with with, with a, a single kind of focus and people should play it a single kind of way. Um, and that's just, I, I can't, I can't stress how far that is from the truth where Eva is, is so complex and there's so many different play styles that if there were more people in null sec, more people playing in low sec that affects everybody. I mean, I can tell you just now I, you know, I, we're, I, Cyrus and I, right. We're, um, we're not the conquerors in your triangle. We're much more like Raiders, right? Because we don't own a ton of space. Right, Sorry, yeah. You know, and, and wormholes aren't aren't truly owned in in the sense that you can with solve mechanics, right? So when there are more targets in space, when there are more people actively doing things, that offers more opportunities for groups like ours. And more than just that, it offers it offers opportunities for us to pull from those larger player bases for more members. I recently, this is I mean just anecdotally, but I recently have brought on a ton of new members from low sec specifically who not that they didn't like low sec, but wanted to try something else too, but only came back to the game because of what CCP was doing with faction warfare. They gave it the attention it needed. They gave it, they, they put it in a place where it was allowed to flourish a little bit more. And that benefited other regions of the game at the same time. It, it, we can't be so one dimensional about this is the, the game. Absolutely. Doesn't have, it does not have a silver bullet, 
right? There are so many intricate systems, and that's why I was so excited to see your triangle. And I really, I, one of these days, we, we have to sit down and just talk about it. because It needs it, better graphics design before we can show it off. But yeah, we're, it, we're teasing this. This will be a part of the campaign. We're going to talk about oh yeah. it. We feel like it's pretty comprehensive. <laughs> Even though some of what we're discussing, right, there's a long period of history where you say the words passive moons and goons will lose their minds with hatred, right? <laughs> they hated that. And the contention was that those guys don't live there. And that's a valid contention, right? The original passive moon system wasn't enough, right, to keep things interesting. And you saw within a couple of years, goons and Pandemic Legion at the time made this deal called OTEC, where we divided all the tech moons between ourselves and didn't fight over them. It was too simple. Sure. Right? It was easily solved. But what they can do is they can take all of Nelsec space and say there should be two or three different ways of exploiting any given Celestial's value mm -hmm. that different players can use in different ways, and it's differently efficient, and there are different mechanics to fight over it, and or in a way that they don't necessarily have to turn any existing mechanic over or dramatically nerf anything, right? What I'm telling them essentially is to rebuild a good set of mechanics for people we have historically perceived as our enemies sure. because their their play style has just been either crappy or, or destroyed for years. So. I agree. Well, we will get into that and more in the next couple of weeks. But friends, that is it for us today. We've gone a couple minutes over. I don't feel bad about it because I spent the first seven minutes trying to figure out how the mics worked. To my friends, Kazanir, Cyrus, thank you so much for coming on, everybody. We will be back in action next week. Uh, I think Brisk will be back. If not, I'll just be me again uh, doing something. Actually, no, we might not be back next week because next week is the AT. So just be, listen for tweets and stuff or whatever. Uh, X's. Be paying attention to your X's, right? Uh, we'll, we'll figure out what we're going to do. In the meantime, friends, thank you so much again for taking this time out of your week to spend with us. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you learned something from it. And we will be back again when we're back again. I am Mark Resurrectus. This is Kazanir. Up there is Cyrus Karouche. This has been the Meta Show. You stay chaotic, New Eden. <laughs>